Hello, friends. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Fort Worth Roots. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by ShopGWDistrict.com. With over 80 different minority-owned businesses listing their merchandise, there's going to be something you want, something you need. Go check it out. ShopGWDistrict.com. Or go to the App Store, GW District. you got two great ways to shop. Special shout-out to our friend Donnie Bovine from Episode 11 for setting up today's interview. Thank you, Donnie. Stick around till minute mark 29, where our guest today talks a little crap about Donnie. Apparently, they got some history. Our guest today served in the United States Marines, started her first business at the age of 17, and is now the host of the podcast Crazy Bold Joy. That just lists a few. This is a very accomplished lady. We're extremely glad to have her on the show. Give it up for Dr. Stevie Don. Thank you all for being here. Let's start the show. And then, you know, maybe we'll come up with a pretense later, but this has been, it's been so great just to talk to people and professionals and you are my first doctor. Oh, so. well, lucky me. Hey, and <laughs> lucky, lucky us. You. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so um, we, we did have a sports doctor. Um, that works on the sidelines with the Dallas Cowboys, and uh, that's had, pretty cool. I'm not that cool. A doctor, you're so cool. Though. You're, I'm, I'm not sure. Listen, I, <laughs> I was telling you, I've never met a PhD in leadership, so that's true. That's uh, that's new for me. Um, so extra awesome points for that. But anyway, that doctor. Um, hopefully, we'll get Doctor Bob on here one day. Um, I'm probably going to send him this link for for this podcast when we get it out there. Definitely, but. I'm excited that you're our first doctor. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. What does a PhD in leadership do? <laughs> I studied a lot. Okay. And then after five years of studying a lot, they gave me a diploma. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's really it. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I got my PhD in leadership because at the time I was working at the college, local college here, Tarrant County College. Okay. So give it up for TCC, Fort Worth Roots. There you go. <laughs> I was uh, I was working there and I was working in the leadership department. Okay. And I loved leadership. I loved reading all the books, all the things. And so I knew I wanted to get a PhD mm-hmm. because I really thought at that point in time that the rest of my life would be devoted to education. Right. So I wanted to get a PhD and a friend of mine recommended a program at Colorado State University and it was all in leadership. And so I went um, to Colorado State, which is in Fort Collins, which is beautiful in the summer. Mm -hmm. That's great in the winter, but went, decided it was the right program. Five years later, I got my doctorate. And then within a year, I left higher education. Yeah. So I literally got the doctorate to have the career that I no longer have, but that's okay. How old were you whenever (laughs) you decided to to get your doctorate in education Mm -hmm. versus when you decided, you know what, that's not for me? What were the ages? I would say, well, oh gosh. Um, So let's see, I started down my academic career at an older age. So I was 26. That's 27. Not, that's, that's not well, old. it wasn't like at like 22. <laughs> yeah. Um, so <laughs> I, I had got my bachelor's degree really late because okay. I didn't go straight to college. All right. Um, and then I got my master's degree. So that was like 26. And then I got my PhD, I would say the last year of my PhD work. So that would be 2014. 
mm-hmm. is when my husband and I started talking about having our own business. Okay. And that's when I started to go, maybe I really don't want to be in academics anymore. Yeah. And he's like, you worked four years on this degree. You better finish. <laughs> so I did. <laughs> and, um, and I finished. And then within a year I gave my notice. Yeah. Yeah. And I was done. Education's a rough, rough field. You know, it is something I was in higher education for 12 years of my professional career and I loved yeah. every bit of it. I still love college students. I still go back to TCC now mm. as a speaker and I right. speak to students and I speak to staff and I love it. Um, I was just ready for a different adventure. Sure. I just, you know, 12 years, that was plenty. I needed something new. And so I looked at taking my PhD and going to another college and doing great work there. Mm -hmm. Um, And there just wasn't anything that seemed exciting. And so my husband was like, you know, this is the time in our lives where we have the least amount of debt and we don't have kids. We don't even have fur babies. If you want to do something, now is the year to do it and so so we jumped and now six years later we've retired him he now works in the business full-time and we're loving our life so awesome it was a good decision yeah um so now i really use the doctorate so i can make people call me doctor because that's a really cool thing to have absolutely and it does open a lot of doors which is Mm -hmm. great um but i use everything i studied in terms of emotional intelligence and leadership development and transformation now i use that in my coaching and my speaking business to transform people into what they want to be. So I think it all worked, um, but it definitely would not have been what I thought I was doing when I first went after it. So I, um, I noticed this about myself recently, but there's, there's a lot of changes that go on as we develop Mm -hmm. Um, your opinion on life, your opinion on uh, everything that you know Mm -hmm. can change. Yeah. And uh, you went through that with your with your career path and your mm-hmm. education and that's perfectly fine. You know, I think I think number one, we do children a disservice by saying at eighteen you should have life figured out. <laughs> How psychotic <laughs> is that? It, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Anybody over eighteen knows it's ridiculous and yeah. le- and le- and still we keep doing it. I right. mean I've done it too, been like, you have to choose. No, you don't. Um, I think you choose things that fit into your life at the moment. Mm-hmm. And my philosophy has become over over time looking back, I think what I have always done is I've always chased joy. Mm-hmm. It's always been about what's gonna make me happy. Right. I wasn't always about like, what's the smart move? Or you need health insurance or, <laughs> you know, uh, you're too young for that or you're too old for that. I've never let any of that be what made my decision. Yeah. I've always made my decision on what will make me happy right now. And right. that has definitely hit me in the butt a lot yeah. of times, but I always feel like I learn from it and then that takes me to my next adventure. So well, then I'm talking to the right person. I know. That's, that's kind of where I'm moving into. Like mm-hmm. I've always been, all right, what am I going to do for a career? What am mm-hmm. I going to do to set myself up for the future? Yeah. And now uh, I just want to do something that's going to make me happy. Yeah. And that's kind of what lit the fire under my ass to get yeah. Fort Worth Roots uh, up and going. Mm-hmm. So since you you're past that phase i guess and mm-hmm. i'm just entering it mm-hmm. what should i watch out for <laughs> <laughs> well i think the biggest thing is if you're really trying to build something that makes you happy make sure every time you make a decision you ask yourself that question 
I think we fall into things. So when I first started my company, um, you know, I jumped off. I I always tell people it's the stupidest thing ever. I had a great corporate job Mm -hmm. with great benefits, right? Education, (laughs) good benefits. I had one client. I had done the side hustle thing. I had one client sign a contract. Mm -hmm. And before the ink was dry, I turned in my notice and quit. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, yes. I didn't make any revenue for a year and a half after that. Oh my God. Because that one client ended up postponing their work Damn. for over a year. Damn. <laughs> and so I always tell people like, you gotta, you gotta really be thinking, what makes you happy? Cause, yeah. cause that did not make me happy in that moment. Right. It would have been, I would have been better served honestly to keep my job for yeah, a little bit longer and get a little bit more. But I think it's, but when I did that, right, when I took the leap and I jumped, even that first client who I love and they're still a client, but <laughs> even that first client, that wasn't, that wasn't the work I wanted to do. Right. I signed them because it was money. Yeah. And I was like, I have to make money. Mm-hmm. And I think as an entrepreneur, that's what you do. The first right. couple of years, you do it all because, oh my God, I got to get paid. Mm-hmm. Like, so what am I doing that I can make money at? Right. I think about year three, if you've made some money, you start to go, do I actually like what I created? Yeah. And that's what I found. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I, I got to year three and I was like, I don't like this and work. what was this? So um, at that time, I was really doing a lot of corporate training and consulting in the HR space. So okay. really focusing on leadership development, mm-hmm. which I love leadership development. But I didn't like that I had to be in town to do these in-person things every week at yeah. the same time, same place. I had people, of course, in these sessions, anybody who's done any kind of corporate training, you were forced to go by your boss. It doesn't actually mean <laughs> that you want to learn something or be better. So I right. would show up with my perky, happy, smiley self, and these people would be like, what are you trying to do? Yeah. This is just a work to check the box thing. Yeah. And that's not me. So I had built that business because I was getting it and people were offering me money and cool. But I ended up doing training on things that I didn't actually like. Yeah. you know. And I started to say, man, is this actually what I want? And so I come back to that question of what would make me happy? And then I pivot and Mm -hmm. I have pivoted so much. Um, The business of six years ago to the business today is rapidly different. Right. Um, And I think in my life, it was always pivoting to, but what really makes me happy? What gets me closer to that goal? And I think too often we don't actually ask the question often enough we ask it like once and like new year's eve when you think you're going to plan these big goals <laughs> for the next year and hello all of us in 2019 were wrong <laughs> 2020 yeah. did not work out that way right but that's when we do it and then we don't ask again for another year mm-hmm. well your happiness changes every yeah. day i wake up every day and the first question i ask myself as i'm getting ready in the morning is what can i do today to make myself happy And once you realize that you are in an absolute control of your happiness and you can create whatever you want to make you happy, the world will open up to you and you'll have all kinds of things that you never thought you could do that you'll totally be doing. Yeah. And it's just that pursuit of what makes me happy. So if you're just starting out and you're just starting to figure out that you need to ask that question, my advice would be ask it often so that you don't end up going down a path that then you're like, wait, I don't even like this. I built a business to be my own boss and I hate it. Yeah. What is the point, right? Yeah, I'm so glad to hear you say that. Um, I think that the culture is kind of changing a little bit. We've probably for the last, I don't know, forever, since I started moving into the entrepreneur space, uh, you see a lot of burn the boat, sacrifice everything, go for mm-hmm. the gold, you know, mm-hmm. 
And uh, the, the more I interact with people like yourself, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm noticing that there's, there's a little bit of a change in the atmosphere. And maybe it's just the people I associate myself with now. Mm-hmm. But there needs to be a fair amount of planning. You can't yes. just burn the damn boat without somewhere to swim to. Well, here's I think the difference. Here's I think the difference. I think you will come to a point, I think everybody does, in business where they have a burn the boat moment where you have to decide, are you all in or aren't you? Yeah. I think we think that moment comes a lot earlier than it really does. Yeah. Right. I could have totally kept side hustling it for probably at least another two years right. and taken all that money and paid off my student loan, which becoming <laughs> a doctor is expensive. Right. And I right. now owe all that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I could have done that. And I think, you know, at the time I was just frustrated and mm-hmm. it was the, oh, I got a client. Boom, I'm done. And that caused a lot of pain and a lot of stress. Um, Our relationship suffered, my husband and I, because now he's paying for everything and I'm not making money. I feel worthless, all the things. And so I do think that there's, there's something about burning the boat because then you have nothing to go back to. You have to make it work. But I also think that's when we end up building businesses we don't like. And and I don't want anybody to be there. So, so I feel like, so what I do is I call it bridge work instead of a side hustle because I don't like the word hustle all the time. Right, Sometimes yeah. it just rubs me the wrong way. Sometimes sure. I'm like, yeah. And then other days I'm like, mm, I don't want to hustle today. Um, so instead of calling it a side hustle, what I say is we all have bridge work. And it's the work that is bridging us mm-hmm. from where we are now to where we want to be. I think that's far and more so, appropriate. So you can have bridge work and still be doing a podcast or a bakery or a startup or whatever your ideas are. Mm-hmm. You can still be doing that. That's your main focus. Right. But you have bridge work that pays yeah. the bills to help you get from point A to point B. And I think For that's sure. important. And I don't think we should... I think you're right. I think there was there's a shift now, but a couple of years ago, five years ago for sure, when I started, it was definitely you're either it or you're not it, yeah. and they didn't want to hear about a side hustle. Yeah. I think now people are becoming more accepting, which is good. It means we'll bring in more people into entrepreneurship yeah. in a healthy way, in a healthy way where right. they're not killing themselves for it. So I have a a coworker for my my bridge not, work. N- my bridge work. Yeah, there you go. I'll help yeah. you. <laughs> Thank you, Stevie. I'm already learning. Um, so this this gentleman, he's he's telling me a story that I've already heard a dozen times because as a kid, mm-hmm. I was introduced to a lot of this stuff uh, where people would come to me and say, hey, you have the personality of a business owner, an entrepreneur, or whatever. I've got this thing that I want to bring you to and we're going <laughs> to sit in a room and we're going to talk about it. And, you know, you're fired up. Oh, yeah, because I want to be you know, making the big bucks and you're telling me that you've already laid out the path for it. Yeah. And you know the story. You go there, they pitch it. And Mm -hmm. usually it's somewhere between 300 and 500 bucks, Mm -hmm. no matter what it is. Yep. And he comes to me and he's, he's telling, because some of the guys that I work with know that I've already been through burn the boat, Mm -hmm. starting my own business Mm -hmm. a few times. (laughs) And, um, I'm learning. That's okay. This is my fourth business, by the way, the first three failed. Okay. So, um, and I did those earlier in my life happened, and they were, they were el- ultimate failures. They were beautiful failures, yeah. hot mess failures yeah. to get to where I am. You so you're those, not right? alone. That's part of the bridge work. It is part of the bridge work. <laughs> I needed to learn. So he comes to me and he tells me that that same scheme, you know, mm-hmm. that I don't need any money right now. They're just going to, they're going to teach me something. And then later, and anyway, comes down, they need 350 bucks mm-hmm. and it's just, I'm like, dude. 
let me tell you something. I don't know exactly what you're getting yourself into, but I do mm-hmm. know that this is a thing that people do mm-hmm. and they draw people in that are hungry for change mm-hmm. and then they get your money mm-hmm. and then you realize it was bullshit mm-hmm. and then you got to go. Mm-hmm. And fast forward three weeks later, mm-hmm. sure enough, he's like, yeah. yeah, well, I'm getting out of that thing. Uh-huh. And I'm not saying your name, buddy. I hope you're listening to this <laughs> podcast, but it's okay. It's happened to everybody. Everybody. Oh my gosh. I bought a timeshare. It was the same type of thing, right? <laughs> it's the same type of thing. And I think, you know, you talk about people, people saying like you have the, you have the spirit of an entrepreneur, you have the ability, right. the personality of an entrepreneur. I think it's also okay. And I think we need to make it okay it's okay if you also don't mm-hmm. have the personality and yeah. you don't want to be yeah i think sometimes we we make it sound like it's the best thing since sliced bread and everybody should do it be your own boss yeah. being your own boss is hard i mean i am my own boss and i hate her and mm-hmm. some days she's the worst <laughs> right i don't know that that was an upgrade in some yeah. ways i had a great boss where i worked um so i think we also need to be honest with ourselves on do we like the dream of entrepreneurship or do we actually like the reality? And that's why I really do promote the the side hustle, start out small, because sure. you may decide it's not for you. Right. I, I have a coaching client that that's how our coaching went. Nice. I was coaching her to build her business. And in our coaching process, I do a six month group coaching program. In about month four, she goes, Stevie Dawn. <laughs> I don't want to own this business. I want to go back and work for somebody. And I said, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's, that's clarity. Mm-hmm. Like how miserable was she going to be yeah. trying to fight this hill when she really didn't want to go up it. Right. right. And so I think we also need to be good about saying that mm-hmm. and being like, it's not for everybody. Yeah. And if it's not for you, that's okay. There's mm-hmm. a lot of great things and lots of joy and happiness you can have even working yeah. for other people. So well, my first business, I, I have uh, three years mm-hmm. and I worked myself to death. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started another little business and I, you know, mm-hmm. trying to get that thing yeah. going. Uh-huh. Anyway, long story short, I ended up getting a job. Yeah. And my first couple of weeks were bliss. Right. I was getting paid. <laughs> and whenever I clocked out, I was you were done. done. Yes. And you didn't have to be checking your social media every uh, five seconds and worrying about getting back to people and oh my right. God, did I send that invoice? Yeah. I mean, working for other people is easy. Yeah. Working for yourself is hard. And I and I think we need to be honest with that. Yeah. And and it's perfectly fun. Like uh what, I was gonna ask you this. Yeah. Um what what's your response whenever people say things like, Oh, you're your own boss? That must be great, setting your own schedule. I um, So I am a big believer that we all have voices in our head. Mm-hmm. Voices in your head from things people have said to you in the past or bad parts about yourself that you don't like, whatever. I believe that when you give them a name, then you can yell at them and it makes you feel a whole lot better. <laughs> What's this so, one's name? <laughs> so my boss's name is Sheila. <laughs> And so when people will say to me, wow, you get to be your own boss. That must be amazing. I said, you know what? My boss's name is Sheila and Sheila is not very nice. And when you talk about making your own schedule, yes, 24-7, 365. When I go, so I love to vacation. Mm -hmm. And one of the big things that I wanted to build a business for was so I could go on vacation and not have to put in for it, right? Right, I thought that would be exciting. Okay, so we're six years in. (laughs) 
every vacation I've ever gone on, mm-hmm. I've worked. Right. I mean, we go on a cruise and I decide that instead of, you know, sitting on my balcony and watching the world go by, I'm going to sit on my balcony with a laptop, do a Zoom meeting so I can make more money. Mm-hmm. Like this is, this is the life. Yeah. Yes, there are moments that are wonderful that I can sleep until 10 and not care. Mm-hmm. Sure. But most days I am thinking about my business from the time I open my eyes till the time I go to sleep. And the hours are any hour that a customer could need you, you're working. And so you have to learn to set boundaries. You have to learn how to rein that in. So when people say, oh, it must be awesome. I'm like, I don't know. Sheila's really tough. (laughs) And she expects me to answer in every single moment of life. And some days I really just want to choke her. I mean, that's really where I'm at. (laughs) And, And I think we need to... I think people need to know that, that yes, there's a lot of beautiful things about being an entrepreneur. There are, there are lots of beautiful things. There's also a lot of hard work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's a lot of stress. There's a lot of overwhelm. There's a lot of not knowing what's gonna happen. So if you're willing to live in that limbo space, you're gonna love this. This is amazing because yeah. it's limbo every day, yeah. you know. And I and I do think that people see it as something much more glamorous mm-hmm. than I think it really is. Now, some people are making millions upon millions, living the glamorous life, flying first class, like good for them. And I'm mm-hmm. super proud of them. And they make me think it's possible, so I'm okay with it. Right. Um, not, but for most of us, it's not going to be not the, case. the people to focus on. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's a, a picture. I haven't seen it in a while, but it was a, a meme and it had a guy on a bicycle and it said, you know, what what is this like? And it you know, it's same meme for every different situation, but it's like it's this situation is it's like riding a bicycle, but everything's on fire. You're on fire and <laughs> You're bicycles on fire. On fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. absolutely. It's a hard life. Well, you mentioned that uh, at some point during your entrepreneurship that your uh, your relationship with your husband started to suffer. Mm-hmm. I think that that is something that is probably a reoccurring issue with anybody that's sacrificing their stability uh, in that area of their life. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's going to affect the rest yeah. of your relationships. Absolutely. So how did you manage that? How how bad did it get? Were you were you fearful that you were going to lose your husband over this? No, I was never. But that's awesome. due to my husband, not due to me, yeah. if we're clear. That's awesome. Um, he's that kind <laughs> of guy. Um, we, we made a deal way before we got married that said, look, this is it. Yes. This is the person. That's I don't awesome. care if I hate your guts. We're going to put this through <laughs> all the way to the end. Yes. Um, and so, And we believe in that. So that's okay. I think as bad as it got for us, the issue really became a, I was so stressed, overwhelmed, upset, and I felt like I was alone because he still went to work every day. Right. And so he would get home from work after working a hard day and being exhausted as any of us are after we work a long day. And I would need him. Like, I'm like, I need you to tell me it's okay. I need you to tell me it's all going to be all right. And I was just so reliant on him for that Mm -hmm. support that it was exhausting to him. Right. So now I'm exhausted, he's exhausted, nobody's having a good time. Yeah. Um, and so I think for anybody, I think there's two stages of like entrepreneur relationships. I think there's the stage where one person's an entrepreneur and the other one's still maybe working a corporate job or has the stability. Right. And I think it's understanding that you need to let each other know what you need. 
So I was willing to say, look, when, when you get home, I need you to pay attention to me, tell me it's all going to be okay, reassure me, because I don't have anybody during the day doing that for me, right. right? It's just me, myself, and I, and I'm not getting it. Yeah. And his take was, and what I need you to do is to understand that I work hard all day, mm-hmm. and when I first get home, I need 30 minutes to just de-stress for before sure. I take on your part and that was our agreement and we just had to make that agreement and it was hard the first couple weeks and then we just became where it became normal um but i think that's that's phase one like one of you is really stable the other one's unstable and you just have to talk about what you need the communication yeah it's so important and then i think the second phase is well then i retired him from corporate Mm -hmm. he got to quit and he was (laughs) super excited right (laughs) but then there was this part of okay, but now how does our relationship work? Because we work together and we're still married to each other. And now let's, I mean, while we're recording this, we're in quarantine. So Mm -hmm. now we really don't get apart. Like right now, I'm enjoying this. This is so fun. (laughs) I get to be with another human. Right. Um, You know, and I'm sure he is as well, enjoying the fact that he's out doing some things that, hey, I'm not there. Right. Um, Right. So we then had to have the first year of business together was also really rough. Yeah. Because it was adjusting to each other's work styles. Mm -hmm. We realized we work really differently. (laughs) And so we had to figure that out. And then it was, how do we stay? Stay in our own lanes right. and not kind of crawl over each other in the business. Stay on your side of the car. Because that yeah. gets really crazy. Um, and so I think, again, it's communication, but it's like a different type. Because oh, sure. now you're in it together and there isn't the option of, well, I'll just go to work and work longer hours if I want to avoid you. Because <laughs> yeah. now you're like, no, no, we're here and this is what we we're doing. both work for Sheila. Exactly. <laughs> Sheila is mean to both of us, although I think he's her favorite. Um, so <laughs> he gets special treatment. Uh, but I think that's a big part of entrepreneurship is relationships. Yeah. And not just relationships with colleagues and coworkers and clients. It's relationships at home mm-hmm. and how those people support your dreams. And I think there's a lot of people out there, probably a lot of people listening to this who feel like they don't have the support yeah. at home. And what I can tell you is I, I was very lucky and I'm going to say that and he will never listen to this podcast because he's not a podcast listener, but I'm going <laughs> to say it on air anyway. So everybody knows I said it, <laughs> which is, um, he is wonderful and amazing and supports me way more than I support myself. So awesome. I am blessed. Awesome. That being said, <laughs> we all need support and if you're not finding it at home find it somewhere mm-hmm. i do think that this is a this is a journey that can be really isolating if you let it be yeah. so i i was also very good about finding coaches finding a tribe um even my clients you know we don't always want clients to be friends sometimes that can get a little weird mm-hmm. but so many of my clients are my friends yeah. and they're there for me and they support my business and so finding that support somewhere i think is really important hopefully it's at home through your family but you know we have all got those family members who have told us don't you just want to go back and get a job i mean if it's tough right the minute you complain the minute you say you know yeah it's been rough these last couple months they're like well you could just go get a job i mean for me they're like you have a phd that's got to be something right Um, and, and so if you get that, right, I think it's important to, to accept that people don't understand and say, yeah, I could, but I, I'm just not willing to give up yet, but thanks. Yeah. And then go find your support who is going to let you vent 
it yeah. all out and say, it's okay. Yeah, it does suck, but it'll be better tomorrow. Yeah. And I think we need that. So if you don't have it at home, find it somewhere. And they're easy to find, right? Oh my gosh. I mean, yes. You can find them anywhere. You can go networking and find people. You can find them in Facebook groups. You can find them just in your own friends, people who will actually support your business and just be like, can I just call you and talk to you? Um, and then you can find them in coaches. And that's really what I found was the change for me, which is, I think, why I ended up becoming a coach myself. That was never my goal in the beginning. Um, but I knew that I needed the support and I knew I needed people who knew more than me. And so once I started hiring coaches, my life really shifted and my business really shifted. And all of my coaches over the years, I've had several, they all have continued to be my support even once we're done coaching. Right. There's still somebody I know I can call, I can say things are rough, whatever, and they're gonna talk me off the ledge. Um, but coaching is also a great place to find that support and you can find coaches everywhere. Yeah, so. that's awesome. Yeah. Well, I mentioned to, to plug Donnie then because that's how we met. Yeah, and. We talked about him briefly before we started the recording. That's when we said all the really nasty stuff about Donnie. We is. So now you want me to say the really nice stuff about <laughs> Donnie? So epi for, for our listeners, episode 11, we sat down with Donnie Bovine, and um, that is actually the person that connected me and Stevie. Mm -hmm. So shout out to Donnie, uh, the Success Champions uh, Facebook group. Yeah, that's a, absolutely. That's been a good connection for me. Yeah, and he is, a, he is no matter how big his head gets when he hears this, I'm going to tell him again. Donnie, I owe my whole business to you. Thank you very much for everything you did for me. And Donnie's um, not a sponsor. These are just no, honest no. This is honest comments, and I do say it all the time to his face and behind his back. So yeah. I'm even on that. Um, but but he was my first coach, and mm -hmm. he is the one who got me to six figures. And I don't think I would have been there um, without him. And I don't think I would have the business I have today without him. So again, finding somebody who can support you and be there for you, um, and that I think is really, you know, now that I think back about my six years, it's kind of like every milestone was associated with a coach in the moment. Yeah. Because each coach taught me something that got me to that next level. Um, Donnie was just the first, but yeah. um, an amazing guy and an amazing sales coach and now an amazing business owner, yeah. which he wasn't when we met, he wasn't a business owner. And so I will say I did take a little bit of just happiness and joy from when he came to me about three months after starting his business going, Stevie, what did I do? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, uh-huh. All those welcome, days, all those welcome. days you tried to tell me. And now yeah. I'm like, uh-huh. Welcome. Did welcome you, to the party. Did you mm -hmm. pour him a glass? I did. I did. We, <laughs> we tend to pour each other a glass anytime we get the chance. <laughs> so, absolutely. But very cool. Awesome. Um, so www.drstevie.com. Drstevie.com. Oh, I'm, I wrote that That's down okay. wrong. Okay. That's okay. Drstevie.com. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, can they find your podcast there, Crazy Bold Joy? Yes, you can find the podcast there or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Crazy Bold Joy will come up on the search engine. And if you go to my website, you can also download my free ebook, which is The Joy Equation, all about how to find more joy in your life. So. So yeah. I did, I briefly checked out your, your podcast. I, it has been a crazy couple of weeks for me. <laughs> so I have not been able to enjoy podcasts as much as I usually do. Right. 
Um, I listened to, I think, about half of your first episode, maybe. Okay, but yeah. But you just got that podcast rolling, didn't you? Yeah, um, we're in week three. Okay. So it's brand new. Um, something that I had wanted to do for years, but always used the excuse that I didn't have time. And mm-hmm. what quarantine gave me was tons of time. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I decided to make it useful. Yeah. And um, launch the podcast. And, and really, it's just about inspiring people. Yeah. Um, I really think that... One of the things we miss out on as adults is the idea that we really can do whatever we want and mm. be happy with it. Yeah. I think we're kind of programmed into, you know, job, health insurance, all the basic standard things. Right. And so on my podcast, I interview people who've let go of that to do something wild, crazy that yeah. they love and believe in themselves. And some have been super successful, some not. Yeah. Some it's still a side gig, some it's full time, <laughs> some it's paying the bills, some they're still doing bridge work. It's, yeah. it's a wide variety, but it's all people who took a chance on following their joy, even when other people told them it was crazy. And that's what I want to bring to the world. So it's been a lot of fun, honestly, (laughs) a lot of fun to do. So So we, we can talk about podcasting for just a minute. Who did you, um, did, did you listen to Donnie when, uh, he suggested your hosting site? I did, I think. So are y'all, you're using uh, Simplecast? Yes, I am, because Donnie told me to. That's why I'm at Simplecast. Okay, good. (laughs) See, I will tell you this, you do what Donnie tells you to, you make six (laughs) figures. Hey, hey. He tells me to say that. Donnie, pay me later. Yeah. Yeah, but true. No, if Donnie tells me to do something, I typically do it, because during the year that he was my coach, every time he told me to do something and I did it, I made money. So he told me simple cast. So I did it. You are full of knowledge <laughs> and I would love to have you back on the show. Um, maybe we could do like a, a Donnie Stevie, uh, Oh yeah. Double header. If you ever put the two of us together, that is something to be let's seen. Do that. We should do it. I'm down. <laughs> Donnie, come on, let's go. Yeah, oh, he would love out. it. We'd do it. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Um, website one more time. DrStevieDon.com. And, um, the podcast is Crazy Bold Joy. And um, if you need a uh, just happy, feel good, upbeat podcast for your commute, you should check it out. That's it. I, uh, I, I did as much as I could one day. And it's like I said, it's just been a crazy couple of weeks, but I'm going to dive back into that. Do it. Absolutely. And uh, the, the first little bit that I got, I was like, oh, this is nice. This is refreshing. And, yes. you know, you're not very overloading me with, yeah, you're not no. overloading me with information. So No, no. It's very lighthearted, <laughs> very fun. And if you are looking for something for a little bit of inspiration, um, the woman we had on the podcast this week, this week's episode today, um, her whole thing is what can $20 in a dream get you? And yeah. she built her whole business off of $20 in a dream. And which and it's episode really is this? cool. It's episode four. All right, cool. So she's awesome and you will love it. It's very inspiring. That one is yeah. just like, oh man, $20 in a dream. What could I do? And she built a whole business. Yeah. So it's pretty awesome. I'll check it out. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Well, thank you for coming on. Thank you You're for having best. me. It's Doctor. a pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I'll send you the bill. Fort Worth Roots, thank y'all for listening, and we will see you for the next one. And Donnie, we want to do this again with (laughs) all three of us, so holla at me. All right, thank y'all. Bye. That was awesome. Yeah, I've gotten to where I can make it shorter. Yes. That's what I started doing. I don't know, I know. And, And you know, my thing is... 
another big thank you to our guest today, Dr. Stevie Don. Y'all don't forget to check out her podcast, Crazy Bold Joy. You can find that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the other major outlets, networks, whatever. For more information on what the doctor's been up to right now, lately, or in the near future, go to www.drstevydon.com. Stevie, thank you so much for coming on the show. Guys, gals, don't forget, we've got social media platforms with our name all over it. So if you can't get enough of the show, we're on Instagram, Facebook, all, all the stuff. It's Fort Worth Roots. Check it out. If you're watching the video on YouTube, don't forget that we have a podcast on all the major podcast networks. And if you're listening to this on Apple, don't forget we got videos. Lots of extra content for you. And if that's still not enough, yeah, we got a Patreon. And I'm putting out content on there, too. Check it out. Fort Worth Roots. Thank y'all for being here. I'll see you next week. 